Hello and welcome to Earth Medicine Podcast, your daily medicine for inspired living. My name is Alexia and I am sharing stories, motivations and wisdom from Mama Earth and her change makers. I am so excited you're here with me today. Now tune in and listen. Hello, Dyson. Hello. Can you hear me? Yep, Hi, beautiful. You. Okay. Great well, to be welcome. able to talk to you. Is, yeah, this is so exciting to, to be speaking to you from the other side of the world. We are like mm -hmm. 12 hours time difference <laughs> and I don't know, 40 hours plane ride apart. Eh? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Still, I found you and your amazing project on my little quest and that makes me <laughs> super super excited so let's just get started to talk a little bit about about you so I want I would love for you to just share how you got started with your uh, beautiful project Ocean Hawaii and how you got just inspired to to make a difference what what it means for you really mm -hmm. so Really, where this all started for me was my love of the ocean. You know, living in Hawaii, we're completely surrounded by the ocean. Mm. You really cannot live on my island without being more than an hour away from the ocean. Wow. And I myself live like maybe a 10-minute drive from the ocean. Mm -hmm. And so I went there really often as a kid and even now. And so because of that, I grew up loving the ocean. It was my second home, a place for me to explore, a place of wonder, a place to relax. And so when I found out about the issue of plastic pollution, it had already been kind of in the back of my head. I'd seen stuff like chip wrappers or pieces of net on the reef. And, you know, at the time, I never really thought much of it. I was like, okay, it's just a chip wrapper. It's not a big deal. But when I realized plastic pollution was a bigger issue than just a chip wrapper or just a net on the beach, mm -hmm. I started realizing that I need to do something about this problem or the place I love, my ocean it's going to get smothered by plastic pollution. Wow. So you, you feel like you have a, a responsibility in a way, no? Because it's your home. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's like your house. Yeah, that's, that's a big thing. But I mean, you're, you're still, you're in high school still now, right? How old are you now? Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, I'm still in high school. I'm 17 years old, so I have one more year left. In yeah, high that's so incredible. I mean... How do you think this got like started, this initiative? Have you ever felt like that since you were little, that you need to kind of, you know, be responsible for this, this place, the ocean that surrounds, you know, Hawaii as part of your home? Do, do your friends think mm -hmm. like you do as well? Do you get support from your family? <laughs> mm, that's a good question. Oh. So <laughs> definitely ever since I was a kid, I recognize that it's important to, you know, take care of your ocean. It's just like mm. your house. You got to take care of your house or it's all going to come falling apart. But I never realized just how much there was to do until about a year ago. Mm -hmm. um, I attended an event that was about plastic pollution. And it was at that event that I realized that, okay, there's a lot more than just, you know, picking up a piece of trash when I go home. It's a lot more than just that. And so that's kind of where the bigger idea, the idea of my project took off. And mm -hmm. 
honestly, I do have friends who think like me, who are like, yes, we should take care of the ocean. We should be doing our part to, you know, conserve and protect it. But there are some friends, too, who maybe don't go to the ocean as much or don't quite realize the extent of the problem. And I know they care about the ocean, but I just don't know if they care about it enough to the point where it's like we must take solid and immediate action to do something about it. My family's Mm. very supportive, though. They're Mm -hmm. all more or less very ocean people. But do you think with your projects and your work, you've changed people's way of thinking in your community? Like, I've seen that you have held and, you know, speeches in in what high schools, elementary schools, and in big events. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you noticed a difference in in the way people think or even in how they approach you or, or do they get more interested in in these topics absolutely um, i've been able to reach out to people and when i do sometimes you know they don't react they have the same mindset but a lot of times they will tell me that oh i never realized that plastic pollution was such a big problem or oh yeah. I didn't know that I could do so much about this issue of plastic pollution. And after that, they'll usually say, okay, I'm going to stop using, you know, a plastic straw. Or I am going to try to eat less meat. Little things that help the environment, personal things. And it's Mm -hmm. really heartwarming to see that these people are taking my message and not just listening to, or not just hearing it, they're actually listening to it. They Mm. are paying attention and they really do want to make a positive difference. Mm, That's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And how do the the children respond to it? Like when you go to elementary (laughs) schools or, you know, like kids that that maybe are used to even drinking with a straw every single day, how do they react or how, how do you speak to them? So I'll share, I'll share with you a story. Um, I was doing a presentation. Please. (laughs) always love stories (laughs) (laughs) yeah so I was doing a presentation at a local elementary school here on Oahu and I did it to I believe it was a group of fourth graders kind of about 20 kids and after I was finished with my presentation they basically went into an uprising they started talking to themselves they started shouting we should ban plastic straws from our cafeteria they went up to their teacher and begged the teachers to help them And so they're currently in the process of getting single-use plastic straws out of their cafeteria. And so that's, of course, that doesn't happen with every school, but that's an example of just how powerfully these kids react sometimes. I really do believe that talking to youth is one of the best ways to get some change out there, to get positive change. Mm, but how powerful is is your voice in this? This is incredible. Like that, you can make such a big uh, difference, you know, in in just sharing your your story. And the straw challenge, I find, is pretty amazing. Um, what has happened mm-hmm. with that? Tell us a little bit more. A little bit more about the straw challenge. Sure. So the straw challenge, I created it as a means for people to kind of get their foot into the door of plastic pollution. And so Mm. what it does is it encourages people to stop using single-use plastic straws for at least a week, um, if even better from now on. And when they take up this challenge, I give them a stainless steel straw, and it's theirs to keep forever. 
And all I do is to ask them to use a stainless steel straw whenever they would otherwise use, you know, a plastic straw. Mm-hmm. And so that straw challenge has taken off pretty well, actually. I have, I believe, over 1,500 people have taken the straw challenge, anywhere wow. from people in first grade all the way up to senior people. And so because of that, I really believe that the straw challenge is the perfect gateway for people to be able to realize that, hey, as an individual, no matter how old I am, I can do something about this issue of plastic pollution, and it can start with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think most people are not even aware of how much uh, you know, plastic they're using on an everyday uh, base, and straws are so tiny, mm-hmm. you know, they just get lost i guess in everyday life right i read on the internet somewhere that even in hawaii people use what 25 million straws a week or something crazy it's an incredible number i know that a day even i don't know it's like a crazy <laughs> number that i had to like google up a few times and i was like is that even true <laughs> <laughs> yeah no we use an incredible amount of straws i know for example according to the un environment it's 500 million single-use plastic straws being used every single day in just oh my god but then again if you think about it really deeply straws aren't the biggest polluter in the world they're Mm. not even close but Mm. the thing is that there's a lot of alternatives to using a plastic straw right for example you could just not use a straw or if you do need (laughs) a straw (laughs) yeah if you do need a straw there's bamboo pasta of course the stainless steels and papers all sorts of alternatives are out there. And so because of that, it's a really good gateway to the larger issue of plastic pollution. Mm-hmm. And it makes people more aware, right? Um, mm-hmm. Really needs to take care of the oceans a whole lot more. So where, where do you think this is going to head for you personally? Or what is your bigger vision of this project? Do you want to build more on this like straw challenge make that one bigger or do you have new projects in mind what is your Mm. vision so the ultimate goal of project ocean hawaii is to phase out single-use plastics here in hawaii like all single-use plastics and to obtain as many alternatives to these single-use plastics as possible And so currently, for the last year or so, I've been working on it through education, right? Going to schools, community events, doing presentations and outreach, talking to people about why plastic pollution is a problem, but also some of the solutions around it. And then the next stage of my project, which I'll be entering after summer is over, is the more legislative and business aspect of plastic pollution, So trying to get bills passed that ban single-use plastic straws, talking to businesses, trying to get them paper straws that are of good quality that they can use. And so that's the next phase of Project Ocean that I'm trying to enter in order to ban single-use plastics here in Hawaii. Wow, you're incredible. <laughs> I just oh, want to like, listen to you more and more and more. How incredible is that to, to have you like, so engaged in, in this project? So you, is that the project something that you want to 
do as like your main job even after you finish high school is that something that you want to take you know to a very serious next level and really um, become an activist and then make a big impact so that's a that's a very good question um currently because my project project ocean was created around the idea of me being a high schooler, me being, you know, a kid. <laughs> right. Once I graduate from high school, I'm most likely am not going, I'm going to have to change my project a lot because now, now that I'm done with high school, now that I'll be 18, I'm no longer going to really be considered a kid. Right? If you're still in high school, you can connect pretty well with kids who are in elementary school, middle school, and of course high school. But once you're in college, I feel like, at least from my perspective as a high school currently, I look at you and I'm like, mm, you're not really a kid anymore. And so once I'm done with high school, I'll probably, I won't take apart Project Ocean, but I'll probably see if I can take that work and continue that work within a different organization that currently exists. Like, for example, Surfrider. We have a lot of Surfrider chapters here on Oahu and in Hawaii in general. So mm-hmm. working with them to continue the work of my project, but not necessarily under the same name as my project. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't you think you could, I mean, even speak to college kids and even, you know, adults with your projects and kind of make a, a like bigger straw challenge out of all of this, even on a like international reach connected beyond Hawaii? Oh, absolutely. That is definitely still part of the goal of the project, even after I'm done with high school. Reaching Mm -hmm. out to people of all ages is really important to me. And I think reaching out to an international audience, well, let's start with national. So (laughs) if we start with national audience, um, I'm sort of working on that. I've been able to attend several plastic pollution youth summits that are on the mainland United States. And so... At these, I guess, plastic pollution summits, I've been telling people about my project and trying to encourage people to take up the challenge to stop using single-use plastic straws. On a more mm. international level, I don't really think I'll, prob- I'll expand my project to an international level, at least not yet, mm-hmm. because I really do believe that living in Hawaii, I should prioritize my home my home comes first and so being able to solve the issues that afflict my home and then once I can do that I feel like I'll be able to expand to the international audience Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but yeah definitely would love to expand to the international audience one day yeah, your project's very inspiring. You know, I have a lot of international listeners, so maybe someone will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, like, like you living in Austria. Exactly. That's incredible. Yes, yes. We also use a lot of straws here, but um, they also, I mean, start using less plastic uh, cups and straws. Also, you can hardly buy or get any, any single use straws anywhere now. So mm-hmm. there's, you know, big movements around plastic, but I think it's. It's even more relevant in places where you are surrounded by the ocean, like Hawaii. It seems like it's just very important to to step in, you know, now. And what I feel like, because the world, it seems like, you know, Mother Earth is, is shaking and, and 
at the same time politics or you know it, it's not stuff is not happening fast enough and everywhere i see now uh, young leaders stepping in and and setting up their own projects to make a difference and i think that's a really powerful and beautiful thing do you think from your opinion that's what can change kind of the situation on on this planet that younger people are starting to show up and and come with like uh, ideas from a different point of view Yes, I do believe that the younger generation will be able to change this planet, change our society for the better. Mm. One of the things I like to say is that the we, the next generation, are not the future. We are the now. Mm-hmm. And so as the now, it's important for us to make these changes, to put ourselves out there as soon as we can. Because really, we're working on a clock here. We're running out of time. If you've heard of the organization Zero Hour, their idea is that we have a clock left and that we're ticking closer and closer to zero hour. And so kind of following that mindset, I believe that we really need to amp up our game. We really need to do something about this issue of plastic pollution and I guess the bigger issue of climate change. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's very, very, very inspiring even to hear that from you <laughs> and reading about, you know, inspiring projects from younger generations. Right now I'm reading them like all over the place <laughs> and very, you know, very inspiring. I think what it takes now is really strong minds and people who are stepping in and and exactly saying exactly what you just said that, you know, the time is now and the clock is ticking and we, we need to step in and change things mm-hmm. because I feel like, I know the older generation maybe is enjoying a lot of comfort of this time right now and is not realizing how fast the, t- the clock is maybe ticking. Do you believe that the older generations ha- play an important role? They're not, they're not just watching by, watching our generation try to change this earth. I believe mm-hmm. that your generation is also an important part in making this positive change happen. And I've seen examples of it. You're a living example of it. Older generations trying to make a positive difference for our earth, for our community, for the future. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot happening, I think, um, in general. But what I'm very just Im- impressed about right now is that the younger generations even as young as you know sometimes um, you know elementary school kids are really stepping in and coming up with some really incredible ideas and just going for it you know because Mm -hmm. they feel they it's it's a need and they feel so responsible and are so very much connected to the home and the place and see the earth as a, a living being really and she is she is it's our home Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that's a really beautiful thing. And and personally, what are the things that you in your everyday life really um, consider or mostly take care of when it comes to the environment? What is something that you look out for that you try to avoid or uh, try to do um, for the environment? Now that can include, you know, um, not using any plastic, but it can go beyond Tell us how you, you know, live your everyday life and how you kind of uh, look, 
look out for things where you can kind of help out or, or become even um you know more more considerate mm-hmm. mm, for me personally uh there's a few things that i do one the most direct way is to try look at your life look at how much plastic you use and think to yourself do i need this plastic is there a way that i could not use this plastic and use something else if you look at that and think to yourself about that you'll you'll start seeing everything you'll start seeing just how much plastic we use in our life and how integral it's become to our survival but in the bigger scope of things what i always try to do and this is what my mentor taught me is to be positive have fun when you're doing this because it's really easy to get caught up in the issue of plastic pollution and mm-hmm. become an all doom and gloom but we're not just there's not just negative things happening there's a lot of positive things happening and so being positive looking on the bright side of things is really important for me to be able there's people all around the world doing this and we're a giant network of people who care about this issue who are working together for a common goal mhm that's beautiful do you connect to other people who are doing similar things than you setting up like different projects absolutely um people not just locally not just nationally but also internationally we mm. with the power of social media you know we have phones nowadays we can text <laughs> each other we can call each other at any time we can you know meet without having to pay airfare by meeting through you mm. know things like google hangouts um being able to talk to you right now that's meeting a new person um who's you know living on a 12 hour time zone apart from me and so it's definitely been an important part for me to be able to meet and talk to new people mm-hmm. and i definitely keep it up and do you feel that supports your your projects or your spark for the for the projects to really connect to people who who you know listen listen to your vision or who share the same opinion even on an international level i mean does do you mm-hmm. think that social media now is actually really helping you to to stay positive and focused in what you do I would absolutely say that staying connected helps me with my project even if it's not directly um mm-hmm. it's almost like we fuel each other we give energy to each other and that helps to keep us all going strong and then in terms of social media i guess if you use it properly if you use it in a careful and measured way and in a way that's appropriate then yeah it does become an extremely useful tool to be able to connect to your next door neighbor or someone living on the other side of the world to be able to do that with a few touches of your finger is incredible <laughs> so do you remind yourself every now and then to use social media mindfully <laughs> oh yes i do <laughs> i i make sure to think to myself how am i using social media and am i spending my time wisely because i definitely don't want to end up spending you know 18 hours of my day on my phone well yeah it can it can happen quite fast right that once we are 
so much even when you're working on your project and I know for myself that you're so much in it and you want to connect and reach out and you you kind of end up just spending your time you know even if it's for a good thing but just connecting and being on the phone so it's something we have to be also mindful about it's very um, amazing how you pointed that out the, the ma- mindfulness behind it and how it's important to use it in an appropriate and, and measured way mm-hmm. so yeah Thank you for that. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm super super grateful that you were able to tune in and speak to me about your project. Is there anything that you want to share maybe from, you know, your heart to people's hearts who are listening? Anything about your project or anything that you still maybe haven't said but you want to share that you think maybe could people could help people or could give people an idea of what this is really all about Mm -hmm. well i think to end i'll end on this note there's a quote by a famous person by the name of jacques Cousteau, Hmm. and if you don't know him google him but his (laughs) quote one of his quote is that people protect what they love And that's exactly what I'm doing right now. I'm protecting something that I care about, something that has a place in my heart. And so to anyone listening out there, if there is an issue that you care about, it doesn't have to be plastic pollution even. If you care about it deeply, then do something about it because people protect what they love. You have to have an emotional connection to that issue to be able to do something about it and so that's kind of the note i'd like to leave um everyone on is that yeah wow (laughs) i want to start crying right now (laughs) (laughs) hopefully those are tears of joy Uh, yes (laughs) i'm so grateful yeah it's it's like (laughs) it's really touching me um very deeply because i think that's what's um, sometimes missing in this world that that we do something for the things or for the people you know that we care about mm-hmm. and really step in and really take action that's what life is about right follow what your heart is beating for mm-hmm. absolutely a big scale and and that brings back even if you don't you know earn money with it but serving serving a bigger picture is giving you back always a million times more in my opinion Mm -hmm. yeah so beautiful thank you so much Dyson that was really an amazing uh, talk and maybe we can speak again soon in a few months or so (laughs) oh absolutely yeah thank you so much Alexia for having me it's been a pleasure to be able to talk to you Mm, thank you, Dyson. Speak to you soon. All the best. You too. Hope to be able to speak to you soon. Bye-bye. All right, bye. Bye.